0: It is time to start season four of the Traveling Hoopers, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr., and in front of me are my beautiful friends, Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon. Guys, go ahead and let the people hear your voice.
1: What's up, everybody? Once again, um, I'm Calvin McGowan, and you know it's it's good to start this back. Like I'm I'm excited.
2: What's going on? When uh, it's Philip, aka the lamp from Pixar, and um, it's going good. Uh, I haven't heard the intro, and it, it feels like forever. It hasn't been that long, truly, but it feels like forever. So I'm kind of pumped uh, to talk basketball for on you know for the next five, six, seven months, whatever it is, because uh, I've, I've I've missed this. I've, I've missed this.
0: I've missed it too, bro. I think I think the thing that I've missed the most is like just kicking it with y'all like that's that's the that's the sentimental thing i have today before we get into talking about what could be i don't know like the the best basketball season we've had to watch in probably like three four years i feel like this is the most balanced like the east coast and the west coast have been in a really long time we have some serious pretenders and contenders on both sides even though everybody is looking at two teams in as far as I'm concerned, the only two teams that you should really be looking at in Brooklyn, in L.A. And uh,
2: uh, we will discuss that heavily because I oh disagree. Because yeah. I disagree. But I actually believe that I really enjoy the routine of it. Right. It's Mondays. It's, you know, it's 530. You know what that means? I'm like, OK, I'm ready to go for it. So like just to get back into the, the you know, the routine of things it uh, feels nice for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm just I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we can get this started. And uh, the first thing we can go ahead and get to, we can go ahead and get into the big boys cuz I don't really like making the people wait like that. So let's go ahead. Who do y'all have? Actually, this is, this is going to be a two prong thing. I want to know who you think is going to win the NBA championship and I want to know who you think is one of those top contenders. That you have no faith in whatsoever.
2: Have zero faith in? Zero,
0: zero faith. faith? Zero faith. Ooh. Well, not let's let's not say zero faith, because they're up there for a reason, but you're real you're lower on them than most people are. And uh, I'll go ahead and take the first wing. Uh, I would never root against a trio like Harden, KD, and Kyrie ever in my life. I do not care if all of them have sprained ankles or lose a foot to gout i will always root for them and i have more faith in that scoring trio than any other team and i I just mean from like an offensive standpoint any other team in the entire nba i still have more faith that KD, harden and kyrie can get more buckets than most people starting five on any given night so that is my team i think We've already seen in the playoffs what they look like defensively. Yes, they have their shortcomings. But if we're talking about a scoring duel, which this game is, who who else is going to do that? And they actually have a deeper bench than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have solid dudes. They got another guy who can score 20 points at pretty much any time. Yeah. Joe, Harris. So that's four dudes that can really score 20-plus points a night. Uh, I think they'll figure everything else out. They've already showed us that they can. Wait, what's up?
2: Are you just mm-hmm. disregarding Kyrie's vaccination thing? Like, are you, yeah. are you just completely just uh, Oh, yeah. Because yeah, sure. I'm not sure if you can talk about um, them and just, like, put that to the side.
1: See, see yeah, like, because something I've been thinking about, like, last day or two is just that, like, I think we start talking about you know, contenders and whatever in terms of, like, who can, like, who's most likely to come away with the chip, something we should, we should start from, like, what their floor is as opposed to what their ceiling is because there are a lot, of there are more teams who, like, their best version of them, it makes sense that they could win a title than, like, okay, what's, what's the, like, if everything goes wrong, what does this team still look like? Like, if a bunch of stuff goes wrong. And one of the things with the Nets off rip is that, like, Kyrie and the whole vaccination thing, so, like, he's really only going to be playing, like, half their games, which, good for load management or whatever, but, like, assuming it's still a thing in the playoffs that's going to cause them some issues.
2: And it's bad for chemistry, continuity. It's like, like, yeah, during the season, they might, you know, learn how to play with Kyrie, you know, uh, you know every other game, I guess, but um that's like disregarding the fact that it's more likely that they're gonna be angry or in have in their feelings in some type of way about Kyrie being selfish uh essentially like I don't care if Kevin Durant is like this apolitical individual who like doesn't think about things instead of playing basketball like okay that's fine be you well, it's not really fine, but whatever. Be you. That's, that's 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 the persona you've given off, right? But in terms of basketball and competitiveness, competitiveness and competition, Kyrie, not playing at home games. Your record's not going to be as good. And yeah, you still have James Harden, and you guys are <laughs> to be good. But with Kyrie, you're not as good, so you're going to have, you know, other teams thinking a certain way about you or thinking they can take uh, advantage of the opportunity, whatever. Just competitiveness in a basketball standpoint, it's going to go wrong in in some type of way.
1: In fairness, real quick, though, if we say, like, this is the thing that lasts into the playoffs where, like, Kyrie doesn't get to play home games because he refuses to, you know, get a vaccine, then, like, them coming in as a lower seed is actually advantageous because that means slightly fewer home games.
2: That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie continues this, that Kyrie just, you know, will be traitor or something. Like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Like, But that's, like, if they can find somebody who wants to, like, handle this drama queen of Kyrie. You know what I mean? I not like, he
1: said he's going to retire if they do that? I don't think he said that. I don't think... I've I think I, I, I heard change. that somewhere.
0: I, huh? I, I think that was, like, more speculation of, like, Kyrie's so earthy that... If he's traded, it he could damage his ego to the point where he's, he needs to go somewhere else and do something else. It's like dog.
2: Kyrie, uh, listen. Kyrie is the the dumbest woke individual <laughs> I've ever like like thought about. It's like I like the kind of person he is. I don't think about like on a on a regular basis. But since I watch the NBA, I have to think about this man, especially since he's on like a premier team. And I'm just like, I don't want to think about your trash decision making skills. But you're forcing me to, and it's pissing me off. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, Kyrie, like, okay, whatever. Kyrie at one point thought, you know, the Earth was flat, and I think everybody really thought it was like a joke at first, like, not he's not being dead serious, like, okay, Kyrie, just Kyrie, Kyrie being Kyrie, and then Kyrie started bringing the sage out, and then I was like, but when Phil Jackson did it, you guys didn't say that. Well, no one was born when when that was the case, right? Like, no one was people. Angry on Twitter about that, weren't thinking about Phil Jackson back then, and then have Twitter to vent about it. Whatever. All of a sudden, Kyrie turns into this guy who favorite musical genre is probably Neil soul. He loves salon, just earthy, earthy man, and he just you know uh, turning into this you know anti COVID vaxer. I don't know about his vaccinations overall, but anti-COVID vaxxer because he thinks that, you know, uh, he knows more people that do this kind of research for their whole entire careers and lives. Whatever. In terms of basketball, this is going to come and bite them in the neck. Like it is. It's going to come to bite the Nets in the neck. Kevin Durant is ridiculously good, right? They have a ridiculously good team. You have James Harden and Kevin Durant on one team. You're going to be successful.
0: You just called Kyrie Irving a vampire. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> Listen, I call a spade a spade. You are going to be successful with those two people on your team. Point blank period. You really, you really can surround them with anything. You're going to have success, right? James Harden last year just had the, the hamstring injury. Uh, so it was a little, you know. But I'm taking – it's preseason. we got to take injuries out of consideration, right? Um, Kyrie's lack of being there is going to affect them more mentally than it will um, in in terms of chemistry, because not everybody can play like Kevin Durant, no matter what the situation is, I'm going to be Kevin Durant. Not everybody can be James Harden, no matter what the situation is, I'm going to be James Harden. They have role players, and those role players have a different don't have that mentality because if they did, they would be Kevin Durant and James Harden, so it's going to affect the team in some kind of way. And uh, with that being the case, I want the Nets to win a championship because I want James Harden to win a championship just like last year. But with Kyrie doing what Kyrie's doing, I don't think they really will. All right, I'm
0: gonna be real with y'all. I hear what you're saying, and my only response is
2: what.
0: That that's, yeah, that's our new soundboard. That's uh, Kevin Durant saying, "Y'all know who I am." I think if we're just talking about regular season, I do not care what their record is. If we're talking about a playoff matchup, mm-hmm. let's say they're the three,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they have to get through uh, the six seed, who I don't think they'll have a problem with. Yeah. I don't I don't know who the six seed is yet, but I can't think of a lot of six seeds. That are gonna give them too many problems. What are we talking about? Worst from the worst is like the Celtics or something. Okay. Or like somehow they like Philadelphia has a really bad season and they're the sixth seed. And I still think they 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 might take the L there. Um, and then the third seed then plays with like the, the one seed in like the next round or something. I don't if if the worst case scenario happens and they have to play Two teams that are already pretty good and stacked up against them. I don't think you have that worry. And then you have the, if you have four road games, that means you have the trump card of Kyrie for four games. You already have to deal with two former MVPs, one of the greatest scorers of all time, the dude who scored 36 points per game. And then they get Kyrie on the road. So you have to game plan for basically two different teams. I think when that happens, it's going to be enough of like a discombobulation or a nurture thing. We're we're not worried. And then on top of that, they still get to practice with Kyrie. So I do think there's going to be like some live in-game adjustments that are going to be a little hectic for them to catch on. But if we're talking about you just got to come together for four games. And if y'all watched Kyrie last year, and I get that they only play like seven games together, when Kyrie's doing his own thing, it's not like there's an offense around him. It's kind it's of iso ball. He going to catch that ball on like the elbow or the wing, and he going to dance, and then he going to get to the hole or take some type of sh- tough shot in like the mid-range. It's not an offense. We just kind of need him to go be... The two-guard. Because I, I prefer Harden to play point guard anyway for this team. So if we got Harden there, I'm, I'm not really worried. We got, like, a healthy Harden. He looked like he in shape. He out here playing games. We got KD. We got Joe Harris. So instead of us having four 20-plus point-per-game scores, we got three. Ouch.
1: Now it's a Patty Mills now. So it,
0: if We saw what Patty Mills been doing. Like he he can go ahead and do a, a decent Kyrie impersonation, especially against like bench players. Like he would go get his like twelve to fifteen a game.
2: So what He's you're saying, saying is, but so what you're saying is, you think that throughout all this trials and tribulations, whatever, that the Brooklyn Nets are your pick out the East.
1: Oh yeah, they, they might pick to win the whole thing, regardless.
2: Uh okay, Calvin, do you know yours?
1: Um, I've been trying to think and look through rosters and I haven't had a chance to finish. But, like, the Nets, like, I'm not going to lie, like, they're they're worse picks than the Nets. In fairness, like, it's still, like, if they, like, if they weren't the one seed coming out, it honestly wouldn't surprise me wildly. Right? But, like, them making it to a final seems, it's realistic. It's just, like, Will your dude stay healthy enough, right? Because you can't really have, in particular, Harden or KD missing all that many games.
2: It's definitely realistic enough. Um, It's realistic enough. There's just so many variables that are unknown at this moment um, that could make or break their team, like like legitimately, right? So it's realistically, if everything goes right, but there's so many opportunities for something to go wrong that I don't know if I can put my money on that, right? Uh, but for me personally, for me personally, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go safe bet. I'm gonna go safe bet, and I'm gonna just go Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, right? Milwaukee Bucks safe bet. Uh, they don't have very many injury pro- injury prone players. Um, you know, they have Giannis, which you can't really like, they're just very safe. They have guaranteed buckets. They have guaranteed boards. They have guaranteed defense. Like, if you have all these other teams with like these variables, right, the Milwaukee Bucks don't have nearly as many negative variables as other teams, right? So, if you were to put the Milwaukee Bucks right now, Oh no, they lost PJ Tucker. If you're gonna put the Markey Bucks right now up against the rest of the East, I think they're the safest bet to come out of the uh East.
1: Okay.
0: The repeat offenders. Uh I I, I rock with your decision. I just I don't know why. I just don't have as much faith in their like offense this year. And
2: but you I have, also back,
0: talked, remember that. Remember that you'd exactly, have that. I look I not I I still kind of don't like they they didn't play the best teams like they played injured injured nets they basically played Kevin Durant with like a superman symbol on his chest and his foot was just too big. He also air the last three, but we're not going to talk about that. That's 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 not fun. Uh, and then you play the Suns, which, again, not a bad team, but that was not the Chris Paul we're used to seeing, ever. Like,
2: Yeah. Because, I've never
0: seen Chris Paul play like that for like a 3-4 game stretch, ever.
2: Yeah, well, I also – everybody – all these teams weren't durable. The bucks work. The bucks work. And what makes me think, you know, and that, I'm, I'm using that same logic going into this season, right? Durability, durability, durability. And the bucks have shown to be durable while other teams and some of their best players, uh, East and West, have shown to be the opposite. So I'm going to go with the durability for this season.
1: That's fair. Highest floor.
2: Yeah.
0: I know I rock with you on that. Let's uh, let's move over to the contenders who are most likely going to be pretender section. And I see a lot of people with golden state in their top five. And the fact that clay does not come back until what?
1: Hold, hold up? Because we didn't do the stuff for the West. Like, are we not jumping the gun just a little or like, how are you doing? How are we doing this?
0: Oh, we're we're going for people who we think is going to win the championship.
1: Uh, oh, no, I'm oh, saying oh, we, we, we just East. did this, We were just talking about the East.
0: Why why would we just talk about the East? That's y'all yeah, you yeah, so yeah, didn't listen to my lead at all. No, we're, not. we're talking about the people who are winning championships. Well, like did y'all not choose who was winning the championship?
1: I did not. No, so. I I picked who came out of the East. I why? picked about
0: the East as well. You know, sometimes if you guys listen to me. We would not look this discombobulated on live TV. Congratulations.
2: Well, it was like So good thing. This yeah, is, good, good thing this is not television. Instagram right?
0: TV is TV. You got TV in the title.
1: Whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, for the West, like, it's probably the Lakers. Like, it might be the Suns, because, like, most of their players were young and they should only improve, barring, like, Serious injuries or something. And Chris Paul. Don't forget the old man, Chris Paul. Oh, and no one forgetting about Chris Paul is just, like, if we're trying to make an argument for, like, why they should be able to do what they do, even with, like, a healthy, restructured Lakers team, Mm -hmm. it's off the assumption that, like, their young players continue to get better. Right?
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't choose the Lakers. I choose... The Denver Nuggets, right?
1: I actually uh, like this.
2: I don't say Lakers because of this. Okay. The Lakers team is stacked, right? If you watch pictures of them, or if you've seen the pictures of them, excuse me, they are stacked for 2014, right? In 2021, right, you have an aging Kamala Anthony who still hit the mid-range in the trailing three, but still, he's an aging Kamala Anthony, not everybody's LeBron. You have LeBron who, for the last couple of years, at least the last year, has gotten hurt, and, you know, uh, you can't, he's aging, father time is undefeated, you know, all the cliche sayings that are said about this, whatever, right? Uh, You have Russell Westbrook, who still can't shoot a three, like, he still can't shoot a three, and LeBron thrives, thrives off of being surrounded by shooters, and we have not seen LeBron thrive when he's not in that very specific situation. You have Anthony Davis, okay, cool. Anthony Davis might get injured, and that's not saying that, that's, that's not you know that's not saying anything crazy. That's like a legitimate possibility because Anthony Davis is an injury prone player. Um, you, okay, woo, now you got the bench. Dwight Howard, whatever, right? He is a okay. he is a pedestrian uh, backup center at this moment, right? He yeah. is he, he's a fine backup center. Um...
1: Fair, I, I just think, like, Pedestrian is pedestrian is selling him short, even for just, like, he's mostly a backup center at this point. Well, right.
2: He, if you are a center and you're playing 10 to 15 minutes a game and you're in there to mostly foul and a, and every so often get, like, really good blocks to be on sports in top 10, now he's a Hall of Fame player, just not this year and not a last year, right? So love Dwight. Allen, I know you love Dwight. But I'm calling to spade a spade, once again. Okay, you got Rajon Rondo. We saw him in the playoffs last year. Rajon Rondo also is an aging player. All these players are aging, and the Lakers could be really good. Or this to be another Cleveland Cavaliers team when LeBron brought all his Dwayne Wades and LeBron brought his you know Derrick Rose, and players that thrived after that, actually, in other situations. But... LeBron bringing the super friends in hasn't always worked out before, right? Um, But I see the Nuggets because Murray got hurt. Murray did not play last season. When Murray wasn't able to play, Michael Porter Jr. thrived. Point blank period. Jokic, MVP. Um, Jokic's game does does not change a thing. Michael Porter Jr.'s confidence needed to go up because need, he needed the team to depend on him more. Right, that's why they gave him that ridiculous contract. Now, they have a very good team around them. Right, role players that are able to just like make cuts so you can pass to you, or you know, set screens so Michael Porter Jr. can get open, or whatever the position needs, they are able to do because they know their job. Now, you add Murray into there, Murray as that guard necessity. That's not just a shooter he can drive, he will put you on a poster, but also he is tenacious when it comes to defense, right? And that is what you need. Is he a great defender? He's a he's a really good defender, but he's tenacious. He will go at you, go at you, go at you, and he might drop 40 on you, right? So I think him adding him back into the equation, granny, if he doesn't get hurt, I'm not sure. That, if he doesn't get hurt, I don't have the winning championship because Michael Porter Jr. didn't need to step up. But right. he got hurt, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. did step up, and put Murray, who's already a dog, back into the equation, boom, Western Conference champions.
0: Okay, I rock with your answer on Western Conference championships, and I will raise you in LA Clippers. I'm just kidding.
2: Uh, oh, I almost said that actually.
0: Oh, I would never say that. That's that's loser DNA. But they have Super Paul George. You kn- you know that's loser DNA. They have loser DNA. That's a loser franchise. That's, that's what okay, they are. Okay,
2: relax. If Kawhi doesn't get hurt last year, then the finals. So
0: yes, yeah, yes.
2: Loser DNA. It's just a circumstance.
0: <laughs> hey, if you can look in your DNA to see how injury prone you will be, and I don't know if that's true, but we gonna go with it because I said it, and we are. It's already out there. Uh uh-huh. And that is a very Clippers thing to happen when your best player gets injured, like, right before. And, and, like, it's not a very Clippers thing to happen because they never get that far. But it is a very Clippers thing to happen because that's what made them lose.
2: But also... it's always
0: a reason why they lose. It's either because they suck or something happens.
2: We can't blame it on them last year because everybody's best players got hurt last year for that, like, rush schedule.
0: True. But... If we're going to Lob City, the last time they actually had a chance to do anything, what happened every time when they were about to win? Injuries. Chris Paul. Injuries, exactly, injuries. So every time you actually have a chance to be a contender, which as far as I'm concerned, the only two times has been Lob City and
2: now, injuries. Kawhi Leonard, a Kawhi Leonard-led team is never pretenders, they're always contenders. I, I I refuse to believe any team led by Kawhi is I, ever a pretender.
0: I, I didn't I would, say anything about pretender. I just I, they're just losers. And
2: it's and it's <laughs> not, you're, not saying, you're saying fault. <laughs> it's the Clippers fault. They're losers. You're, you're saying pretender by definition without using for the word pretender. You're saying the pretenders though, because no. everybody has miscontenders, contenders, but or. Everybody has them as a chance to win a championship. You're just saying, yeah, they're up there, but because they're clippers, they won't win. I... That's pretender.
1: Okay, okay, look. Okay.
2: I'll, I'll real run... quick,
1: if I may. Mm-hmm. This is and this is just the thoughts that cross my mind. So like and like your pro- like I think when it comes to like turning a team into a winning into like a championship team. I think we might be giving Kawhi too much credit.
0: Your mouth.
1: Ooh. Ooh. like
0: Talk No, to. like
1: here's the here, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Because all right. When he won with the Spurs, like he wasn't the guy for the Spurs. Right? Like he was important, right? But like he wasn't the guy. All right. When he went to Toronto, it's like, yes, he was the guy. But it was an also but it was also a team that was already consistently coming into the playoffs as like the best team in the conference. And so like which doesn't say like he wasn't important, right? Because like he was. It's just that like I don't think that's I don't think like it's like a LeBron situation where like simply having him is enough to make a team the real deal.
2: Huh. Okay. And here's why I I'll, say to
1: that. Hey, hold up before you start. Calvin. Yes.
0: When your part pops up when we do the video, I'm writing straight facts across
1: your forehead. Uh, okay. No! Straight nice facts!
2: <laughs> right, okay, no, no, here's what we're going to do. All right. Let me answer some of these things. Alright, so... Yeah, he wasn't the man for the Spurs. But he won an MVP of the finals. Uh, LeBron was visibly frustrated. The best player of that team every single time Kawhi was in the game. We all have seen the videos. LeBron, man, I can't believe it. LeBron mumbling to himself, uh, visibly in distraught when Kawhi comes to the game. The best player that any of us have had the pleasure of watching on live TV, right? Mm -hmm. So, impact, undeniable. Now, when it comes to the Toronto Raptors, replace this winning Toronto team, replace Kawhi with DeRozan, they don't – they get swept again. So and, – and DeRozan's not pedestrian. DeRozan's all-star. DeRozan's very, very good, right? But replace Kawhi – replace Kawhi with DeRozan, they don't win. All you do is change one thing out, and you put Kawhi in there, what happens? They win. Point blank period. But also, if you want to start using um, – what are the words called? Uh, you know, if you want to start putting put, putting disclaimers on championships, you can put a disclaimer on every single championship. Oh, no, this right? isn't about... If, if, if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, the Golden State wins, LeBron loses another final. Like, you, you can go into almost every championship and do that exact same thing, but Kawhi is that guy. He's that guy.
1: Like, I, here's the thing. I believe that he's very good. Right. I'm not sitting here trying to argue like he, he can't be the best player on the championship team. That's not really the argument I'm attempting to make. The argument I'm attempting to make is that like it seems like especially like a, since Toronto in particular, right? When he was a run year rental and like it did like just enough went right that it worked. Right? That like we act like that having him is all like on on that Clippers squad is all that that needs to happen for them to be, like, the real deal. Like, fairness else of like, Paul George, who, like, you don't take seriously, which is—that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But, like, I'm—my argument is just, like, just because he's on that team does not—I don't think necessarily makes them a legitimate contender. You're going to have to make an argument for players outside of just him, right? Now, If you need a dude to win a game for you, like, yeah. But, like, again, basketball is a team sport, right? If the rest of your team isn't up to snuff, it doesn't matter how good your your main guy is.
2: If you are a, in my opinion, if you are a top five player in the NBA, right, and you're arguably top five player in the NBA,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you... If you're on a team, they're contenders, right? If you're on a team, they're contenders, right? Um, if you like make all the top five players right now, and we're, I'll get into, the, and I'll actually right. get into this point later on. Would you con Would
1: I, you would Would you consider the Mavs contenders?
2: Yes, but no, I don't. I won't consider them contenders, but I also don't consider Luka top five. I route the
0: best uh, I rock the best statement. Okay.
2: So. so so Luca wouldn't be in that conversation to me because
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's James Harden, but doesn't score nearly as well because he didn't shoot the three as well, right? So, like, I wouldn't put Luca at top five. So Luca's not in that conversation to me personally. Now, I, people can argue about that, whatever it is, and I'm fine to have those arguments. Comment, in the, comment below. But that's just me personally.
1: But, like, the thing, though, keep in mind also that, like, I think that they're, in fairness, like all of these, like the top five things, he, like feels like it oscillates constantly, but like, m- like most people would consider Anthony Davis, especially at his best, one of the best players in the league, and like we all know that having him on your team doesn't, it it doesn't even guarantee a playoff appearance.
2: That's very true. That's very true. Um, uh, uh, especially when you go back and look at um. The New Orleans days, right? Right. But, but the issue is, or not the issue, but the difference between a situation like, like Anthony Davis and a situation like Kawhi, like Anthony Davis. You have to win something, and Anthony Davis consistently didn't win a thing. Like since con- from from Kentucky until he went to L.A., he didn't win nothing, and a lot of that, you know, a lot of that was them putting the team a team that wasn't good around him, like like legitimately, right? But a lot of those years, he was arguably top five, but he wasn't definitive top five either. Like a lot of well, those Like most of
1: years- the dudes were going to start arguing about being top five or debatable. Like they're definitely like top ten. Yeah. But like it, I feel like the top five kind of oscillates a fair bit except for like two or three dudes. I, like- I,
2: and I think that that's, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's true, right? But once you get wait, the first two, three dudes, four dudes, whatever, that's like it's true. But it a, a lot of this also does have to do with like how do your how is your yeah. team, what situations are your team putting you in, right? Uh good, bad situations, whatever. Um, situations to where you would excel at and the team around you would excel based around your skill set. Um but I didn't think that Anthony Davis was he's always been injury prone. He's always there's, there's been certain things that go along with him, but when Kawhi'd be like, yeah, he's injury prone too. Is Kawhi injury-prone, or do they give excuses for Kawhi to let's sit down? Is he actually injury-prone? And a lot of times, he's been injured not as as much as Anthony Davis, 100% sure, right? Uh, But, you know, their situations are different. But once again, Kawhi wins everywhere he goes. Anthony Davis just
1: doesn't. But, like, the thing, though, right, if we're going to be like, he wins everywhere he goes, like, the Spurs were winning before Kawhi got there, right? The, the Spurs, Spurs were already good.
2: The Spurs also weren't going to win when he if he wasn't there, right? I
1: mean, mm-hmm. but the thing is, you can say that, like, we start getting into that, and, like, the thing is, everybody who plays on the team and got any kind of real minutes mattered to the, to the final outcome, which is, again, like, Kawhi was important, right? I'm not trying to debate that. that. It's just that, like... At like that doesn't necessarily mean that like he's the sole reason that they got a ring or whatever. like again if we're talking about like top five again like Steph Curry like they like having him on your team does like didn't right, guarantee playoff contention either like didn't get them in the playoffs either
0: I need y'all to understand we went on a ten minute contingent I'm uh, sorry.
2: I'm not
0: But to go back to my pick coming out the west, I I got to go with Phillips pick for Denver. I don't really see a better team cuz I'm I'm really shaky on the Lakers like health-wise. Like
1: is is Murray is, hurt?
0: He is hurt, but he comes back in January, but we've okay. seen what We've seen what that Nuggets team looks like without him. Like, I still have a lot of faith in that. And then if he comes back and he's, like, let's say 80% by the time the playoffs roll around, 80% Murray is still going to give you a pretty good defender and also going to be a guy that can score at least 18 points. You don't need him, like, super full strength, especially if you're actualizing uh, Michael Porter Jr. the way you need to. If he can Mm -hmm. hit shots and he gets his time with the ball – then having buddy is kind of like a similar situation in uh that they have with the nets where you telling me you just you popping in a dude that can score 20 a night? Oh, okay. That's not fair for most people in the league. And uh but to move on to what I feel like you guys already have, you know, pointed out as who you think is a pretender and this doesn't mean like separate we're not talking about the separate conferences. We're talking about mm-hmm. like the all-over one right. that right. you guys do not have faith in. And my pick for that is Golden State. Uh, mm-hmm. I already said this earlier. They don't get Clay back until um, they don't get Clay back until January. We know what this team has to do scoring-wise to be really efficient and or like really good offensively. And that's Steph Curry go crazy every night, which he can do. But he's also shown that when he has a heavy workload, injuries happen. And then we got to watch, you know, playmaker Draymond, which isn't awful, but he's one year older. And I do not have faith in him really having to carry any type of load. Yes, they got younger pieces, but that doesn't exactly amount to wins in this situation. So... My biggest pretender for a title contender is going to have to be Golden State at this point.
2: Wait, so, like, pretender means, like, like legitimately has a chance to win a championship or people think they do?
0: People think they
2: have. Okay. Well, you have a really good one, honestly, with Golden State. Because if you hadn't said it, I would have said it, right? Um, but... Outside of that, I think I'm going to go with. uh, Let's see. I think I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns.
0: Okay, I was actually surprised that you said Phoenix Suns because you just gave like earlier in your defense for uh, Denver, you gave a lot of reasons why you think the Lakers are probably more of a pretender.
2: But I don't already talk about that. So let me talk about another (laughs) – so let me clown another team, okay? Uh, Yes, uh, okay, I say the Phoenix Suns. Yes, their role players are more – going to be more established in their roles, right? Yes, Devin Booker is going to be Devin Booker, if not better, in certain ways, right? But their top two dependent-on player is Chris Paul. And you won't win a championship uh, with Chris Paul being your top two dependent on player. Why? Injuries, and I'll say it on season four, like I said on season three, two, and one. Chris Paul has the heart of LeBron, but the body of Chris Paul. And he will go as hard as he can whenever he's on the court, regular season, playoffs. Throughout his entire career, we we have seen that not hold up, including last year when he got hurt in the finals, which is unfortunate, but it just follows the pattern of his career when going into the playoffs. Um, let not to even like, let alone he's a year older, and not everybody can be LeBron when they get that age to where they're just like physically gifted i don't care if chris paul spends a million dollars on his body like lebron does he doesn't have the genetics of lebron right he doesn't have the god ability of lebron he is chris paul right um, so i think when you have uh you're one when one of your best players and the one of the players you're going to depend on and the one of the players that you paid is chris paul winning the championship get to the playoffs hold on a story Winning the championship, game six, seven, last two games of the season, Chris Paul is going to be a – Chris Paul, throughout his history, has shown that he's going to be a hindrance because of the ticky-tack or sometimes big injuries.
1: So, like, I was just going to make a quick argument against that, even though, like, it's a solid point. It's just that, like, the whole thing, like, if you're Chris Paul and you're the Suns, is that ultimately, especially as he gets older, the younger players will get better and take on, you know, bigger, bigger chunks of this, of what they need to do. And, like, you, and like Chris Paul, while he doesn't necessarily guarantee a raised ceiling, even though like he does, he gets tended to raise ceilings, he definitely raises the floor, right? Mm-hmm. They will be a better team than they would be if they didn't have him.
2: Oh, that's undeniable. Like, I 100% agree with you on that one, right? But um, when it comes to, you know, yes, the other players could pick up the load. But there's a reason why people call Chris Paul a point god. It's because only Chris Paul does things when he's healthy that only Chris Paul can do. But the issue is that H word, healthy. And I'm not sure if he can get through that whole entire back end of the season, let alone deep playoff run. Uh, you know, to the le- uh, playing at the level of what one would be accustomed to of uh, Chris Paul playing, especially when he's like what 35, 36 now. So.
0: And to push back a little bit on Calvin's argument, uh, as far as what I've seen, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like Devin Booker has already taken his leap. It's just about recognition of it now. And the next person up for their leap to go on, I think that's DeAndre Aiden, And I don't know what that fully looks like. Is that him extending his range, being a much better defensive player? And I don't know exactly if that's enough. Like, he still has to match up with Giannis, and Giannis is going to be just physically better than him. Um, and then let's say he he can now shoot three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not something that's probably going to happen over this offseason, but how many three-pointers does he have to shoot? Like, does he is he
2: yeah.
0: shooting like 35% from three on like three attempts, which is kind of just crazy for a dude who's never attempted any type of outside shot. Yeah, so, like his, I just don't know
2: what it looks like. I'm thinking his next step would be defensive anchor of like a Rudy Gobert status of just like block, 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 block. You know what I mean? Like, that's his next step. Because offensively, he's nice. Like, I like it is what it is, right? He's got a very soft touch around the room, he's nice. But I think that defensively is where he needs to like grow. Um to like reach a crazy status level, right? Because he's not as mobile as Joel Embiid. So he won't be able to beat Joel Embiid. And Joel is probably the closest like MVP level player that's like kind of similarly built skill-wise to Aiden. And he won't be offensively that fluid. Like it is what it is. He just won't be, right? He's nice for what he can do, but fluidity, people are just built different. And he's not built that way, uh, so I think it has to come from the other end of the court defense. Um, that's why I said Rudy Gobert, to where like not necessarily just like to love Rudy Gobert, but to the fact that every time the other team goes to the rim, they need to be worried about you blocking their shot, literally every single time, right? So I think that's where his next step would be. But once again, I don't think that step is crazy enough for them to be <laughs> for them to win championship, though. Exactly. All right, Calvin,
0: who you got as a pretender, my boy?
1: Um, okay hmm. I've never heard of
0: the Sacramento <laughs> mm,
1: Sorry. Well, it's, no, it's just I'm trying to it's like I'm trying to think this out and be like, do I really agree with this right because I'm because if I because I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna be unhappy about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right,
1: it's preseason, baby. You can you can make all the dumb decisions now. It don't matter.
2: Sure, it's very
1: true. Nah, but like because and like I and it's like really the reason I'm unhappy with this one is just because like I I kind of like the team, but like probably the Jazz, right? Like and.
2: I like
1: that, but and like the and I and for me, I think a lot of it is one. I guess kind of how they go about defense, which it seems to be mainly to funnel folks into go bear, which works for a while. But like, I don't, dude's got to like like you can't ha- like you can't have what you can't have your team your team defense built around one dude. But also, like, they're like. Kind of struggled to stay healthy, like in the backcourt in particular. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't both Conley and Mitchell hurt in the playoffs?
2: Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Like, Mitchell got,
2: and then Conley was hurt. Mitchell got hurt, and then Conley mm -hmm. was hurt the entire time.
1: Right. and it's just like when the playoffs roll around, you're going to need your best players, right? Like you might be able to get away with it for like a series, but like that's gonna stop pretty quick. Right, where you can get away with it without having like your most important players on the floor, and like I, but in addition to that, right, like in terms of like when we start talking about other contenders, right, their their best offensive players are better than the Jazz's best offensive players, right? Yeah. Um, and like while Conley's still solid at defense. He's not the best he's ever been. And so like, there's only one really good defender on the team, unless I'm mistaken and someone can correct me if I am wrong. And that's Gobert, which is fine. He's very, very good at playing defense. But like, if he's your only guy, right? Because like, unlike, you know, like a like a Draymond, or like a Marcus Smart, you can't put him on the other team's best player most nights. Because most of those dudes are, like, backcourt players. Mm -hmm. You know, ones, twos, and threes. And he's not keeping up with any of them. He's just going to get his feelings hurt. And, and it's like, yeah, you can put him on, like, Embiid, right, or Jokic. Jokic.
0: I'm just saying he's cookable when he plays in B, but
1: yeah, but everybody is. That's not really saying anything.
2: I will say Um, you're making great points. I I just want to put (laughs) this out there. You're making great points. I agree with everything you're saying.
1: But like, most but again, most teams' best players aren't big men. Right? A lot of times, none of their most important players are big men. And like even if you keep funneling dudes to him, like, at some point, they're going to make shots. They're going to get space they shouldn't have gotten. Or, like, the timing might be a little off. Or, like, his defender is over. The dude he's supposed to be guarding is over there somewhere. Because there are centers in the league that can shoot threes now. And he's got to get out, even if they can't, like, get to the rim on him. And it's just, like, I don't really know what to do with all that. Like Like, I'm... I'm not that confident in it,
2: right? Rudy Gobert is a playoff mismatch, like, in the negative way, uh, (laughs) defensively. His defensive skills dwindle in the playoffs because, once again, you're playing the best player. You're playing the best team in the league. The best teams in the league tend to have guards, ones, twos, and threes who are the best players, and Rudy Gobert is on an island out there, and you see it every single year. If Rudy Gobert – is on your team, and his significant focus on your team, you will not win a championship. Point blank, period.
1: Well, the thing is, I think you just have to set the team up such that you don't have to... In particular, you don't have to rely for to him on him solely when it comes to, like, having a solid defense.
2: But the issue is they will because he's so good at what he does. But when... But, like, he's so good at what he does, they will rely on him. But the issue is... It's- what he's so good at doing isn't sustainable when you slow the game down in the playoffs of the NBA going against the Lakers, the Clippers, uh Chucks, the Mavericks, uh mm. all these different individuals. You know what I mean? So, you know. Maybe against the Pelicans when they have Zion, right? But everybody else, no.
1: I he'd be Definitely a terrible matchup man. for Zion. It would be, but
2: Zion has, go, Zion has to go to the run eventually.
1: Yeah, but, like, something that I keep getting reminded of every time I watch Zion play is that, like, he's got really good body control, but not in the same way, like, a lot of guards will. It's, like, a lot of, like, double clutches and, like, just super fancy layups. It's just, like, he just moves his body around you when you're in his way, right? It just, like, slithers just past. And, like, Gobert can't do anything about that. Like he can do it. Like he'll be able to make it harder, and like he'll have to do it further away from the rim. So, as long all little, he, all you like do it. make it harder, make it harder.
0: And I gotta, be but real like, with, uh, is is it Zion also one of the like few guys who can probably just go over the top of Rudy no, Gobert?
2: Zion from Duke, yes. Zion now, no. <laughs> Zion now, Zion from Duke was jumping over people essentially. Zion now uh, just has really good butt control, as Calvin says, and uh, he goes through people. Like, he's not going over anybody. He's just going through them. But, you know, that's what – he has to get to the rim. And Rudy Gobert can just stand there and put his hands up. Now, is Zion still going to get 20-something? Of course he is. But it's going to be tough. You know what I mean? Rudy Gobert's going to get his three bucks a game, which people think like, is, like, defensive player of the year caliber. Uh, but, you know, it is, whatever, whatever.
1: But, like, the thing, though, right, is, like, Duke, right, when they played against Gonzaga – Hachimura was able to slow him down because at that point he I don't think he was that used to like other dudes having the frame and like athleticism to like keep up with him. But he's been in the league a second now. I don't think it's going to affect him like it would have when he like he was eighteen. Yeah.
2: It's not gonna affect them because, but even even at Duke, we saw he did taco. (laughs) We saw he did the falls. You know what I mean? So, so it can affect him back then. You know what I mean? But you know, uh, nowadays, I'm just saying like he's gonna go through you more than like try to like go around you just because like the announcers are trying to watch the game last year with that's a man's body. Like, okay, we get it. Like he's a big guy. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, but yeah. All right, what's next?
2: Uh, I think we're about an hour in.
0: Do y'all want to? We we can make it quick.
2: We do one. Let, let's just do MVP.
0: Yeah, like who got got as MVP? Cause I'm gonna be real with you. If we're talking about Kyrie Knight being here, it's definitely Kevin Durant.
2: Hold on. I'll say right. this. I had thought about this. I've thought about this. It's going to be if Ben Simmons doesn't play for the 76 Sixers, it's going to be Joel Embiid. If okay. Ben Simmons does play, it's gonna be Kevin Durant. It really, if Ben Simmons, it depends on what Ben Simmons does. Depends on who's gonna win MVP. If Ben Simmons doesn't play, and the whole offense of the Sixers is surrounding Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid's going to win MVP. Like point blank period. There'll be no low moments. He's gonna get a career. You're gonna get a career high in assists. He's going to do his thing offensively, that made him really close to winning MVP last year, and did not share the rebounds with Ben Simmons, he's going to end up getting more rebounds also, it will be Joel Embiid. If Ben Simmons does play, Joel Embiid is back to p- doing the same numbers as he did last year, MVP contender, which is still really good, but MVP contender top two or three, uh, but it will be Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant has, mm, the offense can go through him, right? James Harden's going to get mad assist just from giving chest passes to Kevin Durant. Karina, um, Kevin Durant doesn't have to focus on anything besides scoring, scoring, scoring. Uh, but I think it's going to be – I think that's that's a situation that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. We're talking about a dude who's definitely going to take Kyrie Irving's scoring load. Uh, James Harden might be the one who presses him again for it because James Harden is going to probably score 25 and have 12 assists just based off those 12 uh, – at least seven assists he's gonna get from Kevin Durant. And we already saw what Buddy can do when he's by himself. We know greatest scorer of all time, my favorite player. I'll I'll be the fan out here that, that caps for my boy uh Kevin Durant. I see no wrong in anything he does. He, Except he,
2: okay, see, but whatever. Hey, I I understood why.
0: But my how how long ago was that? That's 2015. That's been a minute yeah. while from now. Yeah, that's been a minute ago. I was, I was ooh, I I was 19. I don't get it. I was 18 when that happened. I was okay that I cried because I missed him. That's what it was about. It wasn't it wasn't about anything else besides the fact that I was going to be missing him. And I knew I knew what that roster was made of without having him on that team. And it's okay because he got. Russell Westbrook, a MVP, but that's not what we're talking about. Technically, it is, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Uh, Calvin, let's go ahead and hear who you got for MVP.
1: Um. So. You know what? I think I might go with Jokic. Um, but I also feel like if, I also feel like. And granted, even though I like, could probably be KD, like if somebody from the Nets won MVP, I feel like Harden would probably m- be more deserving in terms of like actually being the team's Ooh. most important player from a sense that like, no, it's just like, I feel like with the Nets in terms of like their offense and whatever, Ooh. hard. not that KD doesn't matter because like it's KD, but like Harden is more important to like the flow of their offense And making everything work, and making sure everybody gets their shots and spots that they like, and all of that. In addition to, of course, getting his own, which he is still able to do in part because KD exists. In fairness, but yeah, that makes
2: a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If I could change my mind, (laughs) uh, I would change my mind to James Harden. But I'm about to. uh, But I'm like sticking to my guns, you know. All right.
1: right, Also, uh, just. If I may, Rookie of the Year, I think it's probably going to be Cunningham.
0: I have no faith in K this year. Wait, why? Okay, it, it's not because I don't think K is going to be really good. And I'm also, I wouldn't give my pick to Jalen Green either. I think they're in perfect situations. They're going to be really good. But I am going to be a full-blown homer here and go with Jalen Suggs. I don't know. Have y'all watched Jalen Suggs during the, um, the preseason? Uh-uh. Jalen Suggs looks like he didn't leave Gonzaga, and I don't mean from like a dominant perspective. He's not putting up like crazy numbers or anything, but just like looking physical, being able to handle everything that the NBA players have, and just being an amazing defender. Like dudes out here taking charges, always think charges are lame, but when Jalen Suggs does it, I root for it a little bit. Yeah. He out here having good strip assists, Like, when dudes are getting to the rim, he's having a challenge. Like, he's not shy about it. Like, like I really like what Jalen Suggs offers to this always shaky but somewhat talented uh, Orlando Magic team. So, I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote for Jalen Suggs, even though it is, like, completely not going to happen. I do not care. I am going to give that man my vote because I like what he is giving me in because I live in Tampa, I'm going to be able to see a ton of his games, so I'm going to be biased anyway.
2: Uh, I'm going to say it sucks, too. Why? No good reason. Um, but I just want to say this real quick. This isn't, this isn't a official so, uh, superlative, uh, but the most exciting team to watch this year is going to be the Chicago Bulls.
1: That's that's fair.
2: Watch. They're going to be the most exciting team, and they're going to be a 5-seed in the East. I like that. I. Hmm. Zach Levine <laughs> Zach Levine with Lonzo Ball in the backcourt looks like Zach Levine just looks so happy to have DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, like other guards that can do other things besides him. Like he just looks like so he is smiling at every possession. It's like kinda weird to watch. Right. Like, he looks so happy. Um, and uh they're just gonna be a really fun thing to watch. But I think they're gonna like they're gonna be really good though, honestly.
1: It's like I was looking at it. Like I think they they they, have, they probably have a chance to be better than folks think they'll be.
2: Yeah, I don't. Right. People are thinking they're gonna play be like a, a playing game
1: uh,
2: mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a better overall record than hmm, the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, I I, I, I also think people just. And you're looking at when I say people, I think like the sl- sports media, I guess, doesn't want to give Zach, Le- Zach Levine the credit he like legitimately deserves as being like as good as good as he actually is, right? Because when he came to the league, people were saying that he needs to go to the G League for a little. Like people have uh, been undercutting him his entire career, and because he's only been looked at as like a dunker for some reason, when like he nice. has, especially last year, he was putting up numbers and teams were double and triple teaming him on possessions cuz the Bulls team was garbage and he was still putting up those all-star caliber numbers. Um but you know uh I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. It's even in comparison to last year. Um because DeMar DeRozan helps cuz DeMar DeRozan's still nice in the mid-range and at the rim. Uh He's also a ball. better
1: playmaker now than he used to be.
2: He is. Much better. Lonzo Ball can shoot and he's also like a really good passer, and Zach Levine can just, like, back cut, and, like, because he's shifty, you know what I mean? Zach Levine can just, like, move with the ball, and he knows someone will see him, you know what I mean? So, I think all these things, like, you know, this correlate together, and they're going to be a really, really, really fun team to watch, so uh, arguably the most exciting team in the NBA.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. They already look pretty good in post-preseason, uh, and they are putting up crazy numbers as a team, like 115 a game, so continue that and at the bare minimum what people who have WGN are going to have a really good show just about every night. I
2: have, I have leak Pass, so I don't need that, but okay.
0: Hey, me too. I, I'm excited. Yo, Calvin, you got leak Pass?
2: I do not,
1: actually.
0: Phillip, you know what to do. I'm
1: talking about League Pass. My pass.
0: pass. You know what to do. <laughs> you <can>, Your cousin <laughs> appreciate the show. Hey, what tell about you? He, can. Hey, tell him if you can do We this. can
1: talk about this later what
0: about you, no, we, no, our viewers need to hear this. What about, what about you? We you? We need to put the peer pressure on Philip. That's what we what got. Is. Hey, comment. <laughs>
1: comment
0: below to peer pressure Philip into giving Calvin
1: his taxes. Yo, Max, pass I got you. Max, I got you. write it off from your taxes. It's not. Oh, God. Wait. Do
2: you not pay for your own league pass? He said what? So you do not play for your own league pass?
0: No. We... I put it in the group chat, what I do, and we're not going to talk about it here, but understand y'all need to get what I what I put in the group chat.
2: If it was, 90, if it was 95, Alvin would stealing, Alan would be stealing, or Allen would be stealing his uh, his neighbor's cable. But okay, I got oh, you. Oh, without
0: a doubt. Boy, I'm poor. What you mean? That's, that's why we're doing this podcast, so I don't have to be poor anymore. Okay. That's the goal.
2: Right.
0: With a popular podcast, become millionaires. That's always been a goal.
2: Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Let's get let's get it. All right, uh, y'all want to do a defensive player of the year?
0: Cause you know it could it could just be Rudy Gobert for like what this fifth time. Like I like
1: that. I really hope. Given that. like given the it's what's it the the way they they tend to do it, which incorporates rebounds, which while personally like I think rebounds are important, I don't really consider them part of defense. Like exactly. like I feel I consider I can I consider it, like, a middle point, like, a transition point between... Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Point is, they'll probably give it to Gobert, even though, like, I don't know, like, hypothetically, like, Marcus Smart might be deserving of it. Or, like, a handful of other, like, lockdown defenders in the league. It'll probably just be Gobert again.
2: Yes, it's going to be regular season Gobert. Watch.
0: I think we're going to have... I don't care. I already told the kids to not play this around their uh, parents. I think we're going to have some ass kissing going on this year. It is going to be Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday played too good of defense throughout the playoffs, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's so amazing. They've been doing this thing for, like, you remember when, um, what's my man's name, up in Portland, who won't be in Portland long? hopefully, uh, Dame. When Dane was really good and we were all like, oh, he's so overrated. Oh, we need, we need to put more respect on him. And then all of a sudden, that's when we started building him into the all-star game. I feel like that's what's going to happen with Drew Holiday. If he plays his normal, good defense, they're going to be like, let's go ahead and give him one because everybody else is talking about him. And that's the hot date right now. So that is, we deserve it. But that's also that's, a very late reason to win. I think that's pretty I'm, cynical.
2: I changed my mind to agree with you. I changed my mind to agree with you, Alan, because you made two struggle, you made two struggle points. So I disregard everything I said previously and just like insert your voice into like my mouth.
0: Mm, I don't know if I like that. My voice is good over here.
2: <laughs> <I>
0: think- <laughs> but uh huh. We, we talked about rookie of the year, we talked about who's coming out, the conferences. We poorly talked about Defensive Player of the Year, and that's how it should be. Uh, we talked about MVP pretty in depthly because that's what matters, and that's what we're here for. That's what sells tickets, guys. Buckets. Um, shoot. Uh, you know what? Y'all want to talk about what y'all are looking forward to this season? Yeah. Just like a quick little thing to get us out of here.
2: You said we're looking forward to this season? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be really interesting because. So many teams are even, even, you know what I mean? I think it's even. This season is gonna be. I think this season gonna be one that people who enjoy basketball are gonna really enjoy, and people who are like passive about basketball might not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's gonna be like very like in-depth basketball. Like I like to have arguments about basketball. This is gonna be a perfect season for that not because there's no like clear-cut anything like yeah. there's, like there's there's no golden state there, there's no dynasty happening right now right um so we are witnessing maybe the forthcoming of a dynasty right but like there's nothing solidified at the moment so it's going to be really really fun to watch overall for like people who are basketball junkies but outside of that i'm not quite sure
0: Well, I am looking forward to. I'm looking forward to certain draft classes. Uh, 2013. I'm looking forward to what the guys, mainly the the big names out of there, including uh, Andrew Wiggins, who has just been mad entertaining for vaccine related reasons. I am excited to see what he does because of what Clay coming back means and what he looks like. If he's truly just going to walk into that Andre Iguodala role and just be a really good defender and be able to shoot a little better, if not, just, you know, go ahead and give them a, what, fourth scoring option now that Clay's um, back in whatever. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what that rotation looks like. Um, and then we got Joel Embiid who would either be a solo superhero or um the most passive aggressive aggressive teammate the world has ever known um who else i'm also looking forward to that 2018 draft class we mean um luka Doncic got a super fat 200 plus million dollar contract trey young got the same thing and then we're waiting on DeAndre Ayton's to fall through, Um, the big man from Denver, Michael Porter Jr., got his. And there's like a bunch of other guys who are on basically a prove-it year. So whatever happens for those guys are going to have super big moments for their personal teams. And then this 2021 draft class, like there are dudes on just about every single team that I'm excited to see. Like, I want to see what Jonathan they do with Jonathan Kaminga over in Golden State. Uh, is he really going to be just, like, under Draymond's wing? Because we're seeing a little bit of passing from him. We're seeing that he can defend multiple positions. Go ahead and force that man to turn into something. Because he's basically really good putty at this point. And then we got... A dude who can eventually be a 20 plus point per game scorer in Cam Thomas over there with the Nets. So seeing what he can do, seeing how he emerges as like their sixth or seventh double digit score as a rookie is going to be really fun. And then we have the battle of the one and two that is going to happen at least two times this year with uh, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Like, I'm just really excited to see what these draft classes give us because y'all know that's what I'm here for. I'm here to see special groups of people become even more special as the day goes by. That's what I do, baby.
1: Um, What, for me, one, of course, just I'd like to see the Grizzlies continue to improve. It's like they made the playoffs last year, but, like, I don't know. It felt like it was ahead of schedule. Um. But so like
0: you just play just, in, hmm, play in tournament.
1: Yeah, play. yeah, but like it also kept out some teams and folks. To, whatever, I still think it's dumb. Regardless, <laughs> um, like so, like I'm just kind of excited to for that and kind of see how the season shakes out for them. Um, of course, I'm kind of interested in seeing like how the rookies do because like it's always that's always kind of fun. Um, and I actually, I'm interested to see if the Knicks can make the playoffs again. Which, I feel like this sounds kind of underhanded, but it's just like, I, it's not even to say that, like, basically, just, just I want to see if they can do it again. Because, like, it, it was a long time between the, their, their last playoff appearance and this one, even if they did even though, like, they got to the playoffs and didn't do all that well. just it's, it's like, okay, so, that's nice that y'all did it. Can you do it again, or are we just gonna get to go back to talking about how much y'all suck as an organization?
2: I I think they will make a playoffs. Um, I think Desean Randall will learn from mistakes, um, and I think they'll do. And I think Kimball Walker is a good pickup for them. Um, and Tom Thibodeau will get the best out of he can, best he can out of Kimball Walker.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I agree with you guys on that. I. <clears throat> Calvin, I like your win-again energy. Uh, shout out to my man Al Live, who has a really good song that I can't think of the name of right now. But um, yeah, guys, that is it for the show. I am glad to be back with my friends for a riveting series. Season four. I was about to say series. That's not what we do over here. This is not that show. But this is the traveling hoopers podcast i am your host alan Pettigrew jr signing off for the day before i do that i'm going ahead and let my friends go ahead and leave you with some fine words
1: um well you know once again of course i'm calvin mcgowan it's always a pleasure to be here you know youtube like share and subscribe and all that listen you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts um also, like I have various opinions about the upcoming college season, but those are going to wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: Um, yeah, my name is Philip Dixon, A.K.A. Uh, future Oscar winner. Um, and um, before I go, I just want to put out there we weren't doing this during like the end of the Olympics. I don't believe the podcast during the end of the Olympics, uh, mm-hmm. but um for the NBA and NBA, players, and NBA players to have this whole thing about you know uh, Black Lives Matter and police brutality and America's doing black people wrong, blah, 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 whatever, for Kevin Durant to win a gold medal and shot himself in a uh, American flag uh, uh, was a little ridiculous. If you're an NBA player of that of that stature, uh, understand that only your, your, your words on the only thing people are looking at. Um, symbolization also is there. So I know, once again, Kevin Durant doesn't want to be that guy, but if you, if you don't want to be that guy, don't do things that kind of contradict what your whole NBA, you know, brother-ins have been standing for uh, for the last year and a half. Uh, so I just want to put that out there. Um, but yep, uh, you will see me in the future uh, on here and other places in America.
0: All right, guys. Well, Thank you for tuning in thus far. Go ahead and like, subscribe, share. And uh, of course, like on the screen, you know, they're going to have like the next video up and then they're going to have another video that you're going to like. So go ahead and press either one of those and then press subscribe. Thank you guys for tuning in and see you later.